Let us pray. Lord, use your servants' lips, your people's ears and hearts, that they may be wed, that the seed of your word might be planted and brought forth with a resurrection joy. Amen and amen. Blessed are the flexible. We've had to be flexible a lot lately. We were going to do our Christmas Eve service, rain or shine. Well, rain or shine, um, we didn't exactly think about ice and snow. So rain or shine would have worked. Ice and snow are a different matter altogether. Blessed are the flexible. Gold and frankincense and myrrh. Well, I don't have any gold to bring. But I do have, down in my study, frankincense and myrrh. And I put it on a little incense burner every now and then. And and I love the smell of frankincense. I hate the smell of myrrh. I was going to set some of them on the altar table today. And then I got to thinking I will probably set off the smoke detectors. So you have to be flexible in a lot of things. Blessed are the flexible. The Magi had to be flexible also. They had to recognize that their plans needed to change. And verses 1 through 11 of our passage today read pretty naturally and normally. They see, they, they go on this journey, they talk to the king, the king sends them on. And then suddenly in verse 12, their plans change. We've learned a lot about changing plans Some of our plans we have willingly changed and others we haven't. I was looking forward to a return to the Holy Land this year in 2021. My plans have changed. Not going to happen. The Magi had to change their plans and get out of town incognito. They had to go by another road other than the road to Jerusalem. Blessed are the flexible. Now, I don't know how many of you went out on December 21st, 2020, and saw the Christmas star. Now, I was ready to go outside, and then I had one of those shiny thing or squirrel moments and I went off and three hours later it had fallen beneath the horizon and I thought ridiculous however the next night it wasn't quite the same but it was very very close and so I got a chance to see the Christmas star on December 20th the interesting thing is you know you can go back and you can track when these things happened and one of the things that we know is that in the years in the years 7 to 6 BC the Christmas star showed up this this conjoining of Jupiter and Saturn in the night sky. And so we might want to ask, what was it that the Magi saw? Well, perhaps it was the Magi uh, who saw this particular same thing that you saw on the 21st of December. I saw it on the 22nd of December, so I felt pretty special. If you actually saw it on the right night, you should feel really special. But that happened three times in the year 7 to 6 B.C. That happened three times. And so 
the Magi would have looked up and seen something like we saw, something bright as Jupiter and Saturn came close together. And who were they? Well, they're members of the Persian priestly class. They're notable for their learning and their ability to predict events through various means, including astrology. Now, you and I know that the Old Testament says, forget about astrology. The Old Testament says there is but one God, and your life and your fate is in the hands of the one God, the one God we know in Christianity as Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. It's not the stars that determine your fate. It is the living Lord of all creation. And so these magi, these members of the priestly class in Persia, these men who are looking up at the sky, nonetheless see what you may have seen on the 21st of December, Jupiter and Saturn coming together. Now, now, interestingly enough, Jupiter is the heavenly body that the Persians would have associated with kings. Saturn is the heavenly body that is sometimes associated with the Jewish people. And in the span of just like a, a year's time as they came together, king, Jewish people, king, Jewish people, king, Jewish people. And for those who were looking into the sky, it became clear to them that something amazing, something extraordinary was happening. And so they set off on a trip. God reaches out even to the Magi. They're foreigners, but God lets them know what he's up to. They're astrologers, and the Bible says astrology is not the answer, and yet God reaches out even to them because their hearts seek him. One of the really interesting things about the Magi is that God actually reveals himself to them in four different ways. They see the testimony of nature. They look into the world and they see God. Think about the ways that you look at the world and see God. In 1989, Melinda and I uh, lived through Hurricane Hugo. Now, if ever there is something that will show you the power of God the power of nature created by God. It's this 100-mile-an-hour wind that doesn't just blow through, but, but blows and blows and blows for eight or nine hours. You can look in nature and you can see the power of God. You can go to the Red River Gorge and you can look out from some of the lookout posts there. You can drive along the highway and you can go to scenic overviews in, in different places, and you can see the glorious beauty of the creation of God, and you can see that God is creative beyond imagination. Well, the Magi, God speaks to them through creation. God speaks to them through this, through this juxtaposition of Jupiter and Saturn that you and I 
had a chance to observe just several days ago. Well, what do they do? They go to Jerusalem. Why? Jew king, Jew king, Jew king come together. And where do you go if you want to find out about Judaism? You go to the crazy city of Jerusalem. I hope one day you get a chance to go to Jerusalem. It's, it's an electrical craziness there. It's a wonderful craziness there. There is so much desire and fervor in the air that you can almost feel it. There's a passionate religiosity there that is almost palpable. They go to Jerusalem and they somehow managed to find King Herod and they say, we want to celebrate with you the birth of the Jewish king. And Herod says, there's not been a birth around here lately. And Herod, just like any other person who wants to see a dynasty, would love for his son and his son after him and his son after him to to be a king. And so Herod, if there is a king of the Jews, sees a threat to his own dynasty. And therefore, Herod, Herod becomes a little unnerved by the prospect if there's a messiah where's this messiah going to come from he asks the scribes and the scribes dutifully report to him in bethlehem of judea now is herod a believer or not the answer is twofold Herod probably thought, well, these are just a group of crazy folks, just like any other crazy folks who make pilgrimage to to Jerusalem. I'll send them out to Bethlehem, and maybe they'll find something, and maybe they won't find something. But you know what? If he'd really expected them to find something, he would have sent out spies. He would have sent someone with them to go ahead and take care of the situation as he pleased. But he didn't send someone with them And so when they get there and they end up finding the child and they get this revelation from God in a dream to go somewhere else, Herod then starts to take the story seriously. And one of the most disturbing scenes in the Bible unfolds as all of the young boys, two years old and younger, living in the environment of Bethlehem are massacred. The Magi see the testimony of God in nature. They hear the testimony of Scripture. When they come, they have Scripture read to them that in Bethlehem this child is to be born. When they go to Bethlehem, the star stops. That's given a lot of people a lot of trouble. What do you mean the star stops? Stars don't just fly around like drones. What do you mean the star stopped over the place where the baby was? I always think of it this way. Like when you're driving up Interstate 75, you you can drive a long way and Cincinnati's in front of you, but it's only when you make that turn on Interstate 75 that you go from seeing nothing to seeing the panoramic view of the city of Cincinnati and all of its beauty and all of its glory all lit up at night. Well, there comes a point where you can't see Bethlehem if you're on the way to Bethlehem. 
But you make a turn, and even in this small town, whatever it is you're looking at in the sky is on top of something. It's above something. It's in a place where something stands. And so they follow the star. And they see the incarnate Lord Jesus in person. And then there's the shift in the story. Verses 1 through 11 read just beautifully about the plan that they have. Verses 1 through 11 tell us about this simple plan. The simple plan to go to Jerusalem to find out where the king of the Jews is, to go and take the king of the Jews, their gifts, then to report back to Herod where the king of the Jews is to be found, and then that's that. But the Lord warns them in a dream. Maybe saying, you're wise man, you're smarter than that. You know what's going to happen if the king thinks there is a rival to the throne. So much had brought the Magi to this point. Think about all that's happened. Jupiter and Saturn have come together. There's this stopover in Jerusalem for information and clarification that it will happen in Bethlehem. There's an encounter with Joseph, Mary, and the child Jesus. And then there is this sudden realization that their plans have to change. And having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they left for their own country by another road. Blessed are the flexible because they will not be bent out of shape. The wise men recognize that sometimes plans must change. Sometimes you don't get to go to Jerusalem in 2021. Sometimes you have a Christmas or a thanksgiving that doesn't feel like any Christmas or thanksgiving that you have ever known before. Sometimes you hope. You hope to get a promotion at work and instead you get a pink slip. Sometimes plans have to change. We know less than we think we know. And to go on proceeding as we'd planned, would just be foolish. And sometimes the world itself takes an unforeseen turn and we see our options differently. Sometimes God says no to our plans and offers us other possibilities in their place. Happy New Year! It's 2021, which, wow... I don't know what to think. And you shouldn't either because we know, if we're honest, we know that there are really three different possibilities that could unfold in 2021. 2021 could be better than 2020. Oh, how I pray that 2021 is better than 2020. It could be about the same mask wearing, social distancing, putting on hand sanitizer. By the end of the day, I have so much hand sanitizer on my hands. 
that I go home to wash them and there's this slime that comes off from all of that hand sanitizer. Or God forbid, 2021 could be even worse than 2020. Now it's complicated. Because I mean these things like as a society, but the fact is that, that Carol may have a better 2021 than I do. Mine could get worse, hers could get better. It's, there are all of these possibilities here about what could happen. There are all of these possibilities of how our plans might have to change. There are all of these possibilities. But regardless of which of these possibilities comes to pass, hear me, Christian. Jesus has entered the world. Hear me, Christian. The baby in the manger is the Lord who has created the heavens and the earth. Hear me, Christian. God has become one of us. And God has made some promises. He has said, through Jesus, I will never leave you or forsake you. When you're having dinner with your family, God has not left you or forsaken you. When you are lonely in your bed and can't sleep and you watch the clock turn from 131 to 132, God has not left or forsaken you. If you are by yourself in a hospital room and a nurse can only come in once every hour and a half to meet your needs, God has not left you or forsaken you. These are promises that you can count on. Jesus says, remember, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. You think you can get away from Jesus? Think again. You think you've been abandoned to the fates of this world? Think again. Your brother, your Savior, your Lord and your King accompany you even to the end of the age. We have this promise where Jesus says, Peace, I leave with you. My peace, I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled. And do not let them be afraid. These are promises you can take to the bank. Because God has come into our world to reveal to us who He is. God has entered history to show us what He's like. God offers to us the assurance that there is a peace that we can have in 2020 and 2021 and as many 20s as we have left. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Jesus says to them, Very truly I tell you, unless you eat of the flesh of the Son of Man 
and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Those who eat my flesh and drink my blood have eternal life, and I will raise them up on the last day. For my flesh is true food, and my blood is true drink. Those who eat my flesh and drink my blood abide in me, and I in them. Just as the living Father sent me, and I live because of the Father, so whoever eats me will live because of me. This is the bread that came down from heaven, not like that which your ancestors ate and they died, but the one who eats this bread will live forever. Emmanuel, God with us. God is with us in certainty, in uncertainty. In 2020, in 2021, in health and in sickness, in youth and in old age, in uncertainty and in conviction. Emmanuel, God is with us. I invite you to pray a prayer of confession. We have a prayer of confession. Let us pray together. Merciful God, we confess that we have not loved you with our whole heart. We have failed to be an obedient church. We have not done your will. We have broken your law. We have rebelled against your love. We have not loved our neighbors, and we have not heard the cry of the needy. Forgive us, we pray, and free us for joyful obedience through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Hear the good news. Christ died for us while we were yet sinners. That proves God's love toward us. In the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. Glory to God. Amen.